Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, August 17th, 2020. Today we're reviewing Seth Rogen's newest movie, The American Pickle. Is it The American Pickle or just American Pickle? I think it's In American Pickle. A-N. An? An. In American Pickle? Yes. Streaming on HBO Max. Go get your HBO seven-day free trials to watch it. You can uh, watch along to this podcast. Or just get it. Or just get it. $15 a month. It's very expensive. Uh, we're going to be reviewing that. It is a classic time travel movie, and we are going to compare it to uh, the most classic of classic time travel movies. Hot Tub Time Machine. My dad's favorite movie, Back to the Future. One movie he has been petitioning for you to watch for quite some time now. And to spite him, I did it as a backup movie for a pod. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the show. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 
A simple Jewish man named Herschel Greenbaum works in a pickle factory in Brooklyn. One day he falls into a vat of brine and stays there, perfectly preserved for 100 years. He comes back to life and goes to stay with his great-great-grandson, Ben, in contemporary Brooklyn. That is written by Anonymous on IMDb. That is the uh, storyline of this movie, Ty. I like it. Uh, so American Pickle starring Seth Rogen and another Seth Rogen. And that's about it. Um, it's literally it. Released two weeks two weeks ago now by the time this is being released on HBO Max. Uh, it's a comedy, I guess. Comedy? Is that what it's considered? Yeah, it's considered a comedy. Yeah. PG-13, not your traditional super vulgar Seth Rogen movie. Um, yeah. What would you just initial before we get into uh, the reviews? So uh, it, it was weird because um, you, you have Seth Rogen from like I think the 1800s, 1900s. Yeah. 1900s, yeah. And then he, uh, he wakes up in modern times. I think there was funny elements to it. I will say, spoiler alert, a little disappointed in it. Yeah, I didn't really have expectations for this movie, so I wasn't really disappointed. I will tell you, I watched this movie this morning at like 7.30 in the morning. Okay. Because I... Didn't have time slash forgot to watch it before. And, uh, yeah, I woke up early this morning to watch it before work. And it was whatever. Didn't put me back to sleep. That's good. <laughs> it's better than Artemis Fowl already. I mean, I had, I didn't even hear about this movie, though, until you recommended it to uh, to review on the podcast for podcast material. It didn't have a, have a lot of promotional stuff. I saw maybe a couple of things, and I knew about it originally. Yeah. And then, um, then I just, like, I... Forgot about it for weeks until we saw it. Um, I saw it on Twitter. But it, it's Seth Rogen. He makes good shit usually. So I was excited for it. Now, was this a movie that was always supposed to be HBO Max? Great question. Because I, I don't know these things. I probably... I'm, I'm assuming just based on how recently HBO Max released um, mixed with, you know... Well, COVID, obviously, they wouldn't have planned that ahead of time. It pro- I think it was a original HBO Max movie. Yeah. Trying I, to do a Netflix and make their own content. I wonder if they... Oh, gosh. I wonder if they filmed any of this during quarantine since it was Seth Rogen acting with Seth Rogen. No, I think that was... It had to have been done a while ago. I mean, you figure February, when quarantine started. It usually takes them like a, almost a year for post. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I Especially this post. No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they filmed in quarantine. Let's talk about it, Jay. What'd you give for plot slash story? Plot slash story. I don't even have my my grade up. You, what's your? What did you I, give it? That's a rookie mistake. I'm gonna start. I give it a twelve for the plot slash story. Okay. Um, I thought it was serviceable. Yeah. Um, I liked some of the decisions they made. Um, in terms of, I liked how. Like, he meets them, and then they kind of bash heads, and then he goes on to be successful and just piss off modern day yeah. Seth Rogen. Um, I liked the family aspect of it and all that. I wasn't blown away by anything, though. Yeah, I mean, we keep saying it's modern day Seth Rogen and <laughs> old Seth Rogen. And I read it in the storyline, but yeah, it's his great-grandfather. Great-great-grandfather comes back. He gets <laughs> preserved in a brine and then comes back, and they, they get along at first. And it's like, oh, wow, look at all the new things of New World. And then they clash heads, and then, like you said... Um, the old grandpa what was the grandpa's name herschel 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 and uh ben so herschel you know he starts a pickle business and then all like the hipsters are into it and then he gets shut down for uh health protocol <laughs> which is from his great great grandson because he's jealous and then he goes and he starts uh gets interns uh compares them to slaves yeah uh, and then gets a bunch of interns to make the pickles and hand them out and stuff and then he does well again and then 
Ben has him uh, make a Twitter because he knows he has controversial opinions. He makes a Twitter, says some controversial <laughs> things, and then everyone uh, kind of applauds him for it. And uh, I'll talk about that more in key elements. But yeah, and then he has like a debate, and he's saying some ludicrous shit, and everyone's cheering it. And then he asks, uh, "What about Christian prayer in school?" <laughs> and then he says how Christians are idiots, and his mom is a prostitute. He's an old timey Jew. Yeah, and then then everyone hates him, and then they get mixed up, and Ben goes and wherever he was from i don't even remember who what where was her herschel from the original the original country oh great question they get mixed up ben gets deported and then it's like oh they come back and it's broadly eastern european yeah <laughs> let's <laughs> let's be friends and then i gave it a 13 okay yeah right on cue i don't think it did anything there wasn't any amazing plot twists um i'd like some of the choices they made but you know yeah it wasn't it didn't uh revolutionized the time traveling movie. And it was definitely a movie uh, where you kind of had to just accept things like being preserved in a brine for, I I actually love that part where it was like the scientist or whatever. And they're like, you're not actually expecting us to believe this. Right. And then he just narrates. He's like, he explains, they believe it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, Oh, that totally makes sense. I understand now. Yeah. It was the whole, there was multiple parts of the movie though, where it was just kind of like, turn your brain off this is a turn your brain off movie one million percent <laughs> so. um visual slash cinematography sir i gave it a 14 okay oh did you give it better no i just gave it 13 oh I really like uh, the opening oh, oh in the old european country yeah it was shot like in a square and like all the coloring oh yeah, you know, yeah. It looked all old and i thought that was cool yeah that was a unique twist um they also they did the whole two actors playing or one actor playing two characters thing, which has been done so many times by now. Yeah, revolutionized by Eddie Murphy, um, but they didn't do it bad. They did it good, so like I didn't notice it at all, which is a good thing. Yeah, I think it went pretty smooth. I mean, some of them you could tell where cameras were set up and not touched whatsoever. Yeah, um, other shots were actually pretty. It flowed like normal moving shots. Yeah. So they did a good job at that. So that's why I give it a fourteen out of twenty, which is like a seven out of ten. But in terms of uh. Yeah, that opening scene too was was good as well. But in terms of like framing and all that color, they didn't pay t- any attention to that. No, it I, wasn't bad. It didn't look bad. It just yeah, I, I, they made it. You know, it was just New York. Yeah, um, it wasn't anything crazy. It didn't look like a rundown New York or super. It was just it was just New York. It was just city. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fine. I liked Herschel's outfit. <laughs> Costume design. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had some. I had a few questions in this movie while I was watching it. Just like, did he ever shower or anything? Because he was like wearing the same shit the whole time. Great question. Um, he was homeless, basically. Another question I had was, you would think that that factory would have been like taken down before then. Oh yeah. Like I think it's more unrealistic that that factory was not taken down than it is someone surviving a hundred years in a pickle brine in like New York City. <laughs> like they would have demolished that that factory and built something on it. I've also noticed uh, Seth Rogen's really big into drones now because that was a key <laughs> plot point in Good Boys, which yeah. he was an executive producer on. And then the drone is the reason they found him in this movie. <laughs> so keep an eye out for his next movie in drones. He's just trying to stay hip with the times, man. I guess. Um, um, go well, ahead. man. Go ahead. can't say um when I say um. Go ahead. Key elements, I gave it a 12. I gave it a 13. This was a comedy? Yeah. Um, I thought the beginning was fairly funny. Okay. With that old timey shot and like all that shit, I didn't laugh at all. It was very dry humor. I laughed. I laughed a good amount. And if the whole movie would have been that dry humor, funny, 
It would have got a much better score for me. Really? Because after they went to modern times and it was Ben, I, it, it was nothing. Yeah. It I, wasn't that funny. I didn't laugh in the beginning. Uh, I could count on one hand how many times I actually laughed. There were just a few stupid moments where I would laugh. Um, the reason I did give it a 13, though, and I said I'd circle back to this in key elements, I kind of liked the um, – there was a little bit of underlying humor just about America as in general. Yep. Mostly uh, when it came to, like, when Herschel was tweeting bad shit and everything and people just ate it up. And, yep. Um, it was it was just some underlying jokes, and I always like underlying – political jokes you know he says all these terrible things and they're like oh this guy's so awesome and even with like uh ben trying to like create his app or whatever and they're like we can't do this because like you've been arrested like yeah they're like we're not gonna fucking do this like you know if you're the creator of the company yeah which you know but yeah the whole thing where he was like oh are you gonna run for office <laughs> yeah and he just kept saying the bigger a bigger office a bigger office um I had a, oh yeah and so he's saying all these vulgar things and they're talking about, you know, is he just a First Amendment warrior or whatever? <laughs> and then he goes on the CNN mock, and then he's like, they're asking him, like, all of, like his opinion. He's like, what's even going on? And they're like, that's right. What e- even is going on with America? <laughs> and it's just all this ridiculous, like, underlying political humor that I thought was funny. And then, um, of course, he says something about Christianity, yep. and that's when just everyone turns on him. <laughs> I did enjoy that part. It was very, very on the nose where... It's very much like you, you kind of say a lot of bad shit or whatever, but you don't speak badly of Christianity <laughs> if you want anyone to like you. Yeah, and then it suddenly became like he was a, a criminal to the entire United States, and they had to <laughs> yes. get him deported. And even when they got deported and it was really bad, and they were like, he'll never step foot on American soil again. And then at the end, um, you know, he was like, oh, all you got to do is apologize. That's what Ben told Herschel. Like, yeah, you said some <laughs> fucked up shit, but we just got to get apologizing. What? No, because Herschel said he said – They'll, like, accept me after I said all that bad shit or whatever. And Ben was like, yeah, you'd be surprised. So, <laughs> I was just – that was the only reason I gave it a higher score than, like, probably, like, an 8, honestly, if it didn't have those underlying humor. That was probably the most I laughed was just that. So, yeah, that's fair. I like – there's a lot of dry humor in this that I enjoyed. Like, the old-timey stuff seemed like there's a bunch of dry humor with that. Uh, the the scene where I said with the scientist, mm-hmm. um, I liked when he got to take uh, seltzer water. Yeah. <laughs> I chuckled at that. <laughs> He was, like, so mind-blown by it. Yes. Um, and, you know, the key elements part with that, like, guy out of time or whatever, they did good enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was Definitely 12. wasn't super funny. Characters. Okay. What'd you give it? 13 again. Okay. Um, Seth Rogen did a good job. Uh, this, this is, like, a 6.5 out of 10. He did a good job in playing two different characters, and I think that it should be rewarded. I wouldn't say this is, like... He did an amazing job or anything, which a higher score would have entailed. And also what hurt it is there's literally like no side characters in this movie. Mm, Like there's fodder characters that come in for short amount of times. I can't tell you who got the second most screen time in this movie. Sarah at the very beginning when she got all like a minute and a half. Or maybe the intern chick who works with Herschel or the two, the two hipster guys who tries uh, Herschel's pickles. Yeah. Um, there's literally no side characters. I don't know if the whole budget to this movie just went to Seth Rogen. It was probably um, a low-budget streaming movie. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you could have hired some no-name actor to make a, make a name and be... Well, I'm happy they didn't force a love interest, so that's good. But they could have had something. Um, and that just kind of hurt the characters because there was no secondary characters. And I just think that hurts the overall depth of the character. Category. I agree. That's why I gave it a 9. Oh, okay. Even lower. Uh, I didn't like the Ben character. Why is that? <clears throat> it's just it's just not an enjoyable character. Like he just was, it was like, 
he's just pissed off at him. He's like, yeah, I'll help you. And then the guy's fucking from the past. And then he does one thing and he like freaks out on him. Yeah. Um, and then tries to fucking like, you know, go out to get him the entire thing, like entire like time. I think that was the point though, to make him not likable. But like, so I would argue maybe the character, but he's not the villain. It's not like he's supposed to be the villain villain in this movie because you're supposed to also feel bad for him and everything with like the, the parent plot and everything. But that circles back at the end. You don't know that really until I mean, you know they die, but that's kind of it. It's not like you don't yeah, learn about the, the whole thing's about thing. family. It's his great great grandpa. Exactly. So they make him the villain. I don't I think don't they know. were playing him. Up I also to didn't bad. like uh, Herschel was fine. Yeah, but it, it, nothing jumped out at me, and there was no side characters. Yeah, <laughs> I think this movie would have been a lot better if Ben was not the character Ben, but it was just actual Seth Rogen like being called pothead? Ben. Yeah, just playing himself. <laughs> I think it would have worked a lot better. It would have been a lot funnier if it was pothead Seth Rogen. Maybe that's why you didn't like it, because every, almost every movie, Seth Rogen is no, kind of playing Seth Rogen. I mean, he was definitely not playing that in this movie. He wasn't, but I just don't. I just didn't like the character he chose to play instead of himself. I'm fine if he does other shit. Just not that guy. That's fair, I guess. And again, a nine, it, it's right down the middle, minus a little, because there's no fucking side characters. There's nothing. It was the two main characters, and they didn't blow me away. Yeah. Give me a little bit more if you're going to only have one person. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Enjoyment, sir. I gave it another 13. I also gave it a 13. Oh, wow. Uh, 13 on my enjoyment scale falls into the probably would not sit through again, but it caught my attention at points. And that is absolutely true. I cannot see myself watching this movie again, I guess, if it's on. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe I'll watch like 10 minutes of it. (laughs) I I need you to stop right there with what you just said. Had a decent time watching, wouldn't choose to watch again, but if it's on, I'll watch it. That is my exact definition for that category, and you just you just spoke it. I don't even know if I would watch it if it was on, though. Like, if someone else was watching if I went over to my parents' house and my dad was watching it, I might watch, like, five minutes of it and then go do my own thing. Go get a Wolf of Ball bullpen pe- session. That's fair. Um, it just it doesn't have the humor to kind of keep you around and be like, oh, I got to see that one point that makes me laugh. Like, I know you shit on this movie. But Anchorman 2, my dad was watching it the other night, just the beginning of it, and I made Riley stay until the part where Brick spoke at his own funeral. So I was like, <laughs> I need to laugh. <laughs> it didn't It didn't have anything like that where you'd stick around and watch, and the story's not overly compelling where it sucks you in. It's kind of just like happens. Um, so, yeah, it was just – it was fine. I definitely agree. Uh, I Again, I gave it a 13 because I watched it, and I didn't fall asleep. I wasn't overly <laughs> bored. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I watched it. I enjoyed the story enough, but there's nothing that draws me back to it. And this was a movie where if I saw this in theaters, I might have felt a little slighted. It depends. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I it like, depends what kind of movie strip it is. If it's a movie strip just to go to the movies, I, there's different movie strips. That's a whole other conversation for another day. Okay. There's trips where – well, there's, there's movies you see at the movie theater where you really want to see, mm-hmm. and then there's movies where it's discount Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Riley's like, hey, Jason, you want to go to the movies? And it's like, what's showing? It's like, nothing really. I guess we can go see American Pickle. And it's like, yeah, I want to go get some popcorn. Let's go see American Pickle. Okay. That would, if, if I saw it in that context, then I'd be okay with it. I, I agree. But if I wanted, if I was like looking forward to this movie and like we went as a double date because we're like, dang, Seth Rogen movie coming out. Let's go. I'd be disappointed. So I've been reading stuff, other reviews and stuff, kind of getting an idea. Mm-hmm. Someone described it as it would have been a really good episode for like a TV show. It felt like, here's these characters, here's the story we're going to tell with these characters for a TV show. Okay. And that kind of was the scale of it. 
Yeah. It, it definitely doesn't. I, I would have, I would have also been disappointed if this was in theaters, theatrical release. I get it. I guess it's fine for like a streaming movie, mm-hmm. but the scale of it and how everything kind of happened, it feels like just a long TV show. They could have made into 45 minutes. We, we recently watched Artemis Fowl was like a perfect example of that. I think. Uh, yeah, I think we d- we did say it would have been an all right pilot, but even then, I don't even think it would have been that good of a pilot. <laughs> this just seems like the middle of a series where it's like, hey, here's these two family members. This guy's from the past. We're doing a TV show about it. Here's one story where he tries to start a pickle business and he betrays him. Or even like, here's another another uh, spin on that. A TV series. I don't even know where I'm going with this. A TV series like um, The Twilight Zone, where it's Black not. Mirror. It's not like a a, a storyline. It's every episode is its own little story. I could definitely see that being like one of those episodes. Like, you know what I mean? Like this not being a long lasting series, but being like a one part of multiple. And I don't know how that would weave into other episodes similar, but yeah, it would be like trying to like a less, less dark black mirror. Yeah. Where it's just like, Hey, here's this. What happens? You get trapped in pickles. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Never seen black mirror. Really? No. They're all different. Really? Yes. I've never seen it. They're all different. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, tomato meter, 73%. Audience score, 48. Yeah. Which that's kind of shocking. You don't usually, usually you'll see that if it's like an artsy movie, but you usually don't see that with like a turn your brain off. This had two minutes of artsy. Yeah, but. but that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> I don't understand why the audience or the, the critic score is so high. Yeah. This feels like a movie that was made for just general audiences. Like, the score should be flipped. Like, it should be a 70% general audience. Not everyone loves it, but it gets good enough. And then, like, a 58. Not bad, but not... Or 48. I, I Yeah, I'm, I looked that up, and I was very confused. Let's see. Did... Uh, What's-his-name review it? That should be a, a recurring segment of our <laughs> of our show. Did... What's-his-name? Did White. Armin White review this movie? I don't think he's considered a top critic. At least he shouldn't be. Ah, fuck no, he shouldn't be. Let's see. How can I Armin? If you go to his page and if he did it recently, it'll be on there first. Armin White. Probably not. He waits until the movie's out for four months until he actually reviews it. While you're looking that up, Jason, what was your final score? Armin White Rotten Tomatoes. My final score was a 66 out of 100. Okay, you gave it a 66. I gave it a 59. Wow. I thought 50s. I'm shocked. I thought I was going to be more critical on this than you. Uh, I thought you were going to, like, review it better than I did, honestly. Not the case. I think you like Seth Rogen. I do like Seth Rogen. Uh, maybe that's why I gave it such a lower score, because I did not enjoy this movie very much. Armin White what I was has expecting. Uh, not reviewed it, at least on um, Rotten Tomatoes. Armin White, American Pickle. I don't know if he's written an article about it. What website does he work for? Oh, here it is, nationalreview.com. Oh, this is Kyle Smith. Ooh. Jason. Yeah, I don't think he's a... Uh, Our final score. White variety. What the fuck, laptop? Our final score, sir, 62.5 out of 100. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, it is the worst rated movie that isn't a bad movie review. Worse than Stuber? Stuber has a 63. Well, that's because I probably gave it like a 90. Yeah. <laughs> So, an American pickle is our worst non-bad movie. Stuber was better than this movie. I'll take that to my grave. Stuber ha- Stuber had more just stupid humor in it. I, Jason, the scale agrees. <laughs> I want to watch. I'm gonna rewatch Stuber. I-, I need to see if it was as funny 
as I thought it was. I mean, I don't think it's a rewatch movie. I'll be honest. Stuber? Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to enjoy it. I think I will. I love Camille Nanjani. 62.5, though, on our scale, Jay. Um, That's that, fair. It's just like a mediocre whatever movie. Yeah, and it's 21st out of 23. It's definitely far better than Artemis Fowl and the other shit movie that we reviewed, Drop Dead Fred. We've got some complaints. Let's talk about it. Um, Riley's mom was not happy with our Drop Dead Fred episode. She listened to the Brandon episode. Okay. Um, liked it. Uh, she did want to correct me and said, because apparently I said your passport question was dumb. Mm, what did I say? That's rude. Oh, yeah. I didn't say Tyler's question is... No. <laughs> I told you that the question was too hard. She said it was dumb. Oh. Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> um, okay. Six minutes into Drop Dead Fred review, and you did an awful job at the synopsis. You didn't even mention he was her childhood imaginary friend. Very implied. Um, gonna fight you. Is there a comment section? Oh, I put. I said what I said. She put. Is there a comment section? I have a lot to say. For starters, most children. You can leave. You can leave uh, hate in our reviews on iTunes, but we only read five star reviews. <laughs> For starters, most children's cartoons and movies have adult humor sprinkled in. Go rewatch old Looney Tunes. And another thing, how are you going to review a movie you didn't even pay attention to? I said I paid great attention, and she said you didn't even know the main character's name. I said, because it was so forgettable. And yes, I did. Fred. <laughs> yeah. but uh, I, Again, right. adult humor. Yes. Saying, kill your fucking mom. <laughs> I don't think that was adult humor. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this movie was just mediocre. Um, it was what it was. I don't think this is going to go down as, it's an American pickle, Jason, but it's not an American classic. How how long have you been fucking thinking I, of that line? She literally just drew it up. <laughs> I was on the spot. Because you know it is an American classic. Back to the Future. Back to the Future, Jason. You watched it for the first time. So as a losing your Back to the Future virginity, mm. what did you think? Pretty good. Just pretty good? It's pretty good. I don't think it's an Oscar movie. Well, yeah. Um, I You know, I think a movie such as Slumdog Millionaire, much better. Well, yeah, but these, those are, these are different movies we're Again. talking about. So I think it's one of those things where if you grew up and watch it, it's one of those movies that you're going to want to throw on and rewatch all the time. Like my father. Yeah. Um, so I get it. I wasn't blown away by it, but it reminds me kind of like The Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's just one of those movies from that time. That's good. Yeah. One complaint. Um, the like opening before he goes to the past. Mm-hmm. It's just hand-fisted in. Oh my, drop my phone. Uh-huh. It's just hand-fisted in that it's like, "Hey, here's every single plot point that's going to happen the rest of the movie." <laughs> the parents are just like, "Oh my gosh, remember when you got hit by a car and oh, I kissed you at the <laughs> dance. I remember that." Foreshadowing. And then the fucking Biff or whatever like bullying his dad right away and he's like, "Dad, you got to stand up for yourself." <laughs> it's just so hand-fisted in and like I knew about the movie, so I caught that right away. Yeah, I mean I would have to go back and look at old movies from that time, but I wonder if that was a, a more popular, like a film technique back in the day, like kind of just foreshadow the shit out of the movie in the beginning. It's like when you write an essay and your first paragraph is <laughs> supposed to be explaining what all the other paragraphs are going to be about. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's just the very beginning of the movie. It's like, hey, here's the rest of the movie. Wait till you see it. Yeah, I mean, I like Back to the Future. I'm not like super into it. I do remember the first time I ever watched it. I was really uh like captured by it it was i think it was my dad going to sleep and putting it on and i ended up staying up and watching it um seen it quite a few times which is rare for me but that's just because of the 
the household I grew up in with my father. Yeah. Goes to bed watching Back to the Future. It's, it's a good movie. I, my favorite's two. I like two more. Haven't seen two. Two is, yeah, they go to the future. Yeah, not back to the future, but just to the future. And uh, it's kind of got a sports element because um, Biff steals a sports almanac. Al- Did I say that right? Almanac? Al- sure. The things that – it's the books that tell you, like, who won what. So then he goes back in time because I think Biff, like, sneaks there with him. Some shit happens. Or maybe um, – why can't I think of his name right now? Marty McFly grabs the almanac and brings it back. I don't remember the exact details. But anyways, Biff gets this almanac and then he gets it back in time so he knows who's going to win all the sporting events. So then he bets a shit ton of money on Fuck like horses yeah. and shit and becomes like this multi-billion dollar mogul and has like his own That's immediate, hotel that, and stuff. I relate to that. That's exactly what I would do. <laughs> I would just immediately be like, who wins the next five Super Bowls? <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> There's so many more things you could do, like be smart, like hot tub time machine, dude invents Google. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. I would just gamble on sports. I think I would, too. I think I would, too. Because you could prove the sports are rigged. Oh, shit. You could you would become a fucking award-winning like journalist. Be like, look, I went to the future, got this almanac. And then people probably just think you're psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, two is my favorite. And then I've never seen three. I tried watching it once, and it was kind of boring. I've heard three is the worst. It's got a better grade than uh, Rotten Tomato score than two. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Hour 48. I haven't seen either of them. 56. I don't know what the first one is. Yeah, so what do you say to my dad, though, you know, who it's loves a, his movies? It's a good movie. Much better than Jurassic World. <laughs> what about Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park's a good movie. But what's better? What, Jurassic Park or this? Yeah. I honestly don't remember Jurassic Park enough to make that make that statement yet, Jay. Okay, that's fair. I'm not educated enough on the topic to have a stand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, good movie. You can't kiss your mom, though. What's wrong with that? He just macked down on his mom. He didn't enjoy it, but it happened. It's, you got to do what you got to do. I, mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's all it's Also, all Biff should be in jail. <laughs> I love how you nitpick these little things. I'm it's just... <laughs> he should be in jail. Yeah, probably. He did some bad shit. Yeah. Bad guy. And then they just emasculated the fuck out of him when they go back and like things changed. Yeah. He's like, don't talk to me like that, Biff. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, he's like a little... <laughs> Little bitch, yeah. It's like he fucking punched him that one time, and he just became his slave bitch the rest of his life. Like, what? You're still a huge jock. Like, you just this one moment just fucked you up, bro. You stood up to him. Yeah, he did. He did. He fucking clenched his fist, punched the fuck out of him, and then it changes the rest of your life. Then he became cool. Yeah. You know how he was cool. You know how you could tell he was cool when he came back. How he had sunglasses on when he walked in. <laughs> That's the instant. This guy's. This guy's got something going on. Oh my god, Ty, you're fucking funny. But in terms of um, time travel movies, what do you? How do these compare? And just overall time travel movies, I don't think I've seen that many time travel movies. Have you seen Hot Tub Time Machine? Once. Fuck. When Did it you first fucking came watch out. that movie again? I love that movie. And yeah, I don't remember remember much about it. It was good. Um, I, I think obviously one of the things with time travel movies, like in this one with the uh, or in American Pickle, like the seltzer water. Yeah. Like we were talking about what could you go back in time and like get burned at the stake for or something. Yeah. There's always seems like there's a scene where it's like, hey, look at this futuristic it's just shit. such a trope. Yeah. It's just you have to do it if you have a time travel movie. Well, maybe that was I mean, that could have been the producers and director intentionally poking fun at that trope and having that thing be fucking seltzer water out of everything. Oh, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, because like, it's the most absurd there's thing. There's like an iPad, and he's just like, oh, a magic rectangle. Like, he's not. <laughs> but then seltzer water is the one thing where he's fucking mind-blown. <laughs> it's like, I want to feel bubbles on tongue. Yeah. <laughs> so, see, that's another, like, underlying humor. 
maybe funnier the second rewatch. But. That's what I was like. There's some dry humor in it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. And like this one, I, I think there was a comment about the car and Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, how the car looked all futuristic and shit. Yeah. Uh, he has his watch. He's like trying to hide his watch. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of different things. I, I don't know, man. Time travel. What have you? We said Meet the Robinsons. I've seen that one. That's an okay movie. Meet That's the a good movie. A great Not one. an okay movie. I don't know why I said that. We should do Meet the Robinsons review one of these days. You like it that much to do a whole review on it? I, I enjoy it very much. Maybe we would do it with something else. Yeah, maybe. I'm, we're actually getting a lot of content coming out for us to uh, do new shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, besides that, I don't really... I've never seen Looper. I've never seen... Looper's a mindfuck, bro. Um, is Insidious time travel? I don't know. Not Insidious. Um, Inception? <laughs> um, no, Inception. You haven't seen Inception? No. I made Victoria watch it like week and a half ago blew her fucking mind aggressively annoyed at the ending <laughs> isn't it that bullshit i've seen it on twitter like those twitter accounts where it's like movie conspiracies or whatever and it's yes. like the top was spinning but his ring wasn't on or some bullshit and it's like so that shows that he wasn't dreaming or something i don't know about the ring but basically if he's in a dream he has a top and if it keeps spinning because there's like this maybe I just added that ring thing maybe that wasn't part of it at all I don't know but he had like he spins the top and if it keeps spinning he knows he's in a dream because there's not like it's not real world physics going on and shit and the movie ends with him coming home finally and spins the top and then it cuts before you can see it the top falls so it's like is he still in a dream or did he finally make it back to his family it's a fucking well, great movie for spoiling the it's fu- you you told me this <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. um. When, you know, we absolutely, one million percent, have to do an Inception review before we do Tenet. Because it's both Christopher Nolan time movies. Oh, I didn't even, I forgot that movie. Is he still trying to get that in theaters? Yeah, no, it is. I think he's releasing it internationally in theaters, and then it'll eventually become streaming for us. This guy. He's uh, just fucking. He's, is Bill and Ted a time travel movie? Great question. Never oh, seen I it. Thought you've, oh, I thought you liked those movies for some reason. I think it might be. No, I've never seen any of them. Um, we're going to watch the new one. Should we? Do we have to watch the old ones? Bill watch? and Ted Face. I probably. I don't think we're going to enjoy this if we don't. I don't think we're going to enjoy it either way, actually. But so I have to watch three movies for our next. When is this? When does this come out? The first weekend of September, I think. Actually, it, it comes out uh, on the 27th, but only in Ukraine. <laughs> so. Release. Bill and Ted's release date. United States. What if we just don't do Bill and Ted? There's an idea. You don't want to do it? That's fine. We can do it. I mean, we don't have to do it if you don't want to do it. I'm just... When does it wait? When does it release? Video on demand on August 28th. That is perfect. That'll be our bad movie review, depending on the ratings. Oh, my gosh. No, we got to pick a bad movie. Fucking goddammit. You got... It's your turn. I can't think of a bad movie that's just not obvious, like fucking Avatar, Dragon Ball Z. Avatar... Oh, Last Airbender. I thought you were saying the blue avatars. No, that's pretty good. Decent film. Even if you don't like it, you can't really say that's a bad movie. Decent. Um, What about Fantastic Four? That's right. That's a bad one. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. He's in that? Possibly being casted as Iceman in the new X-Men. That'd be interesting. How'd you feel about Shia LaBeouf in the MCU? Shia LaBeouf's cool. I like him. I think he's always – I always kind of pictured him as a badass when I was younger because he was, like, dating Megan Fox and Transformers. Mm, very and that true. that was all of our dreams at 10 years old, however old we were when those movies came out. Definitely my fucking dream. 
She was she was number one. She was number one overall when that movie released. Oh yeah. I don't even think there's like an argument to be made oh. for anyone else at that time. <laughs> I thought you were following up with something. Nope. She's well, falls off since on this. then. I don't know if that's just us getting older. Oh, probably. Or her getting older. Hey man, don't judge. I remember. Oh. Don't age shame. My girlfriend listened. Our girlfriends listened to this. What well, does your girlfriend fiance? To this? You fuck fiance, her. Yeah. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> that scene in Transformers Two. She's like wiping down the car or something. I don't remember. I, that, I, I you vaguely... became a man when you watched Bridge to Terabithia for the first time. I became a man when I watched that scene with Megan Fox. You make me feel like a pervert because it's about children in Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> no, it's because of the complex adult emotions you felt. <laughs> Nothing perverted. Just want to clarify that and get well, that on record. To be fair, though, you were also a child at the time. <laughs> I'm, j- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer clear from that. Just 100%. Complex emotions. <laughs> I don't know. We could see if we'll watch Bill and Ted or not, but... Probably yeah, will. Time travel movies, kind of whatever. Oh, Avengers Endgame. We didn't talk about that being a time travel movie. That one was cool. Yeah, they kind of just. I know. I I don't. It. I don't even know the movie, but I know Christopher Nolan from Inception and Tenet was explaining how he wrote a movie. I, I it's a movie that exists. I don't know the name of it. Look up the movies, and it's basically like he drew on a chalkboard, like a like a long. It's almost like a penis shape, where it like goes out and then curves and comes back. And he tells the story like going from like future timeline to past timeline until it meets up, and the final scenes where like both timelines meet up. I was fucking mind blown. Dunkirk, no. Uh, Memento. Yes. Is it really Memento? Yeah, I think so. Riley loves that movie. <laughs> Fun fact about Memento: I tried. Me and Riley were trying to watch that movie about shit five years ago. We were first got together um it was on dvd riley's dad owns like five thousand dvds not exaggerating might not be five thousand it's probably a thousand which is just insane to think about it's a lot of dvds um popped in the blu-ray player (laughs) and the menu screen looked really boring like it looked like a movie i had to think too much Mm. i was like i don't want to watch this movie and we i think we watched something just stupid instead that's fair because it sounded like a comedy movie yeah I remember we just turned on like a bunch of the the main screen was like a bunch of numbers flashing and everything, and it was like this guy writing shit down or whatever. Call of Duty, and I'm <laughs> the Mason, <laughs> and I was just like, this movie looks too complex for me, right now. Not I, in general, I'm a smart guy. I respect it. Memento DVD. Sometimes you don't want to watch a thinking movie. Sometimes you want to watch a uh, a Stuber, an American Pickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my Memento story. What are we reviewing next week? Next week, Jason, we have Project Power on Netflix. Jamie Foxx movie. Um, Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So that releases on August 14th, which is actually... So it's already released by the time this podcast is out. Yep. Um, so make sure you watch it before August 24th. Oh, wait, it released on August 14th? That's what Google says. Initial release. That was... That's already released. Today's the 12th. I'm all fucked up, dude. Our schedule confuses the fuck out of me. Today's the 12th. Yeah, we're good. Um, so it releases August 14th, so you can go and watch it before our episode on the 24th, next Monday. Um, make sure you're up to the loop for the movie review. And then after that, we're going to do a bad movie review. Uh, Tyler still hasn't picked his movie. It's maybe looking like Fantastic Four. Probably Fantastic Four. The uh, the most recent one, not the not the originals. The 2015, right? Yes. I've never seen that one. I've seen the original ones. At least the first one. Well, you're in for a treat, Jay. <laughs> this is a bad movie. Is it? Okay, well... Maybe this will help you pick what's worse, this or Green Lantern. Oh, it's literally not even close this. I've, I will watch Green Lantern a million times before I willingly watch this movie again. It's that bad? What okay. Green Lantern's like got some entertaining scenes, and it's got like Ryan Reynolds, who like it's, it's enjoyable. 
and like it's cool stuff going on screen even if you don't like the cgi suit and the bad villain (laughs) this is just boring and stupid and terrible i'm trying to think what has michael michael jordan in it (laughs) just the b (laughs) i'm trying to think what are other bad superhero movies that are just like super boring we could do howard the duck well i'm trying to ask you like a comparing question but i can't even think um we got we got like uh electra that was another bad superman or superhero movie spider-man 3 yeah i mean that was bad but I, it was enjoy it yeah that's my that's my star wars episode 3 movie right <laughs> it's like i know it's bad but spider-man's in a black suit dude you're gonna fucking enjoy that part no matter what <laughs> I'm, are you on this business insider list? Yeah. Number one's Catwoman. Hulk. The uh, Ang Lee I Hulk. I loved that movie as a kid, though. I did, too. I haven't rewatched it. It's bad. It's, <laughs> it's a bad movie. <laughs> he looks so rubbery. Really? He does. I, I don't even remember. I remember loving it as a kid. Fantastic Four ranks fourth on this list. 1,000% that was intentional by the writer. As someone who writes articles, that was on purpose. He <laughs> ranked it fourth because it's Fantastic Four. It makes sense. I can't blame him for that. However, I have not seen three or two or one. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Batman and Robin, don't you love that one? That's a fucking great movie. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's enjoyable. Oh, X-Men Origins. I've heard The Wolverine with uh, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool for the first time. Yeah, that's I've a bad that movie's bad. That's a bad movie, and it's like very much like not good comic book stuff. Like with the the fucking Deadpool change. Is it change more bad and, to comic book fans though than it is? You know what I mean. See, I don't remember necessarily. Oh. I just, for what it's worth, this Fantastic Four movie is the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. Well, it's gonna be fun to watch. I'm it's excited. Not, it's not. But first, we maybe get a good superhero movie. Not superhero, but like super powered. Project uh, Power with uh, yeah, with Jamie Foxx. What's the plot of that movie? He like takes you can take pills. It's kind of like the Limitless movie with Bradley Cooper, where like you take a pill, but this one you get superpowers for a minute, and you don't know what your superpower is until you take the pill. Would you take a pill? Oh fuck yeah, I'd take a pill. What's the worst superpower you can get without it being just like obviously like oh my superpower is hindsight man? I go blind. Hindsight man. That was a South Park. Yeah. What's well, like? I feel like stretchiness. That's pretty fucking lame. Like, Mr. Fantastic shit. That, or whatever is it? But I mean, there is the sexual joke. Like, oh, does everything stretch? That's pretty cool. But then I would assume you wouldn't be erect. I I mean. It would just stretch out and get soft. And it wouldn't be maybe, enjoyable. May, well, you don't know that. You can only go up so far. <laughs> I, not if you're Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> they don't call him Mr. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm saying there's limited <laughs> space to work with. Speak for yourself. So you might stretch your stretch the thing out, and then only like one tenth of it is in there. I'm sorry. And then you're for you ten feet away. <laughs> that is a very lame superpower. Um, I think being fast would be cool. Being invisible would be cool. I think Aquaman's got a pretty fucking lame. Yeah. You'd probably like being tall. Hey man, just being over six foot. That'd be cool. That's a superpower for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what's your superpower? I can dunk a basketball now. (laughs) So, yeah, Project Power coming at you next week. Uh, That should be good. Casey Neistat's in it, if anyone that likes YouTube is listening. Correct. YouTube blogger. It's directed by uh, the guy from fucking... That's how he got in it, because he's friends with him. Oh, no, it's not him. 
But I, no, he's related. It's Neve from Catfish's brother. Henry Joost. No, Ariel Shulman. Fuck. It was 50 50. It was just coin toss. And he's also worked on Catfish. He also produced and directed the documentary. Oh, shit. Catfish. He's had an $85 million budget for a Netflix movie. He did. They did another movie, Ariel Shulman, in 2016 called Nerve. Saw it in the theaters with Riley. It was actually pretty good. Oh, what is, is that? Like the like the on the on the camera, like you're on your laptop the whole time. Movie? No, you're not what, on the, the laptop the whole time. Nerve. It's like a game. It's like a new app game. Oh, and it was like like they like they dare you to do crazy yeah. shit for more money. And it has Dave Franco in it. Yeah, I've and Emma Roberts. It is a pretty good movie. Yeah, those two. Those are the two guys who directed that movie. Are directing this movie. That's a movie. If you would have Nate told me to name a million movies, I never would have. But when you bring it up, I'm like, I remember that movie. <laughs> oh, all right. You got anything else, Ty? I don't. This was fun. Um, Project Power. Yes. Make sure you watch. watch it. And then maybe, maybe, maybe like as a like a like a take a shot. Watch Fantastic Four first. Rinse your mouth out with Project Power. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time, from an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.